And we are back with the joint turbot. Uh, yeah, is that right? We are back with the joint <laughs> turbot and duck meets the library pros podcast. Sally and Amy are going to be our next participant in the 032 list. The questions in our list were inspired by Literary Hub, an informative library-related news site that has stories and interviews related to library land. You can see their work by visiting lithub.com. Visit their site because they educate and inform the library world on great topics from all over the world. Thank you, Liter Literary Hub. Thanks, so Literary Hub. Thanks, Lit Hub. You rock. International thank you. Yes, I get that. <laughs> so, so are you ready, Chris? Yeah, you ready? Ladies, are you ready? Yep, ready. They Go sound, they sound so excited. Yep. Okay, so what did you want to be when you were a child? <sighs> um, I don't know what I wanted to be as a little kid, but um, when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a lawyer because you got to fight with people. <laughs> it's like argue. Oh. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then I wanted to be an aerospace engineer. And wow. then I ended up going to study music at the conservatorium. So I went a bit off track there. Oh, that's right. You're a musician. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, straight out of school, I did a Bachelor of Music. Uh, I was a sax saxophone player. And then later I did a Master's in saxophone performance. So, yeah, a bit of a music nerd. Wow. More than a bit of a music nerd. Yeah, massive, a bit. Massive <laughs> music nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. play the saxophone? Do you play the saxophone at all on your podcast? No. Really? No, Never? I don't. I feel like it's really awkward. Like me just get that puppy saxophone. out now. It's a bit of you know careless whisper. I think that'd be awesome. Go get it. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Uncase that puppy. Go see it. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the only time I heard an Australian no without three syllables. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think when I was according to my mum when I was really little um, when I grew up I wanted to marry a farmer what? so clearly I hadn't discovered feminism at that point um, but yeah I don't know where that came from I didn't have any yeah and then when Maybe I was you a, read teenager, a picture book or something yeah it probably was a book related and I really just wanted to be Anne of Green Gables oh. when I grew up yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't nearly want to. Oh, but when I was a teenager, I don't know. I probably wanted to be an actor or a backing singer or something weird like that. <laughs> Not that backing singers are weird, but yeah. I didn't really have many aspirations. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Is that an uplifting answer for you I'm guys? Sorry. That was a terrible answer. I've thought a lot about this question all week, thinking, I don't know really? what the right answer to that is. <laughs> don't do that Next when I have water in my mouth, please. <laughs> Sorry? Don't do that when I have water in my mouth. Oh, my God. I almost spit all over the computer. Back, backup singer? <laughs> a backup singer is a great answer. Yeah, but it was a backup singer for a very specific Australian performer because he his name's John Farnham. Oh, Farnsey! Uh, yeah, Farnsey. And um, he had this amazing – his backup singers were uh, a husband and wife um, Vanetta and Lindsay Fields, and they were amazing. And I basically kind of wanted to be an amalgamation of both of them. Right. So yeah. let me get this straight now. Are they related to the <laughs> to the cockroach fields? No. Oh, no, no I don't no? think so. Yeah. Okay. Is no. that like a yes. common name down there or something? Oh, uh, may maybe not like Smith, but okay. Yeah, it's not an unusual name down here. So, yes, Chris's daughter Amy loves the cockroaches. Oh, I see. 
Mm-hmm. Why? Because We're they not- turned into the Wiggles. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but they're she- not the Wiggles anymore. There's new people that are the Wiggles. Yeah, they're they're not really, strange. we don't consider them the Wiggles. No. Yeah, it's very old. Wiggles 2.0? No, sorry. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. yeah. No. I should have just died. Not actually died. Yeah. But- <laughs> Wait, Greg died? <laughs> she just retired in all their glory. Well, they didn't they, they were making more money than all the other acts that ever came out of Australia ever. Yeah, yep. totally. Hey, yep. I paid I paid to see them at Madison Square Garden. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. And they brought the big red car with them too. Wow. <gasps> they must have airlifted that sucker. Chugga chugga big red car. I even sing it with the accent. We took my kids to see them once and they both slept the whole way through the show. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, yep, that was money well spent. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So what is your first memory of a library and who brought you to the library for the first time? Sally goes. <laughs> oh, uh, my first memory of it is what was my local public library and my dad well both my parents are readers but my dad was a is a big reader so we would go pretty much every Saturday or every second Saturday and spend you know he liked to browse for quite a long time he's the kind of person who likes to go to a museum and read every single you know plaque about every single item in the library which was not fun when you were a kid so we used to spend a couple of hours at the library maybe every every Saturday every second Saturday uh, at Woden Library in Canberra and um yeah, that's my my first memory, and it, yeah, it was my dad. So thanks, Dad. That's really cool. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That's a nice story. I don't really, um, I can't remember like a young person going to the library until I was maybe about a teenager. Mm. Um, I'm I'm sure I did go to the library. I just can't remember it. Um, and I actually wrote a blog post recently about my library mem- memories, and because I was a music nerd, they're very tied up with. Um, looking for music um, as a teenager at the Gympie Public Library, which is a country town two hours north of Capital City here in Queensland, and looking through the CD collections to try and get classical music or jazz or things like that, Um, and then spending time at the State Library of Queensland where uh, my mum was actually researching our family history. So she would go so we would take the two-hour drive into the big city so that she could go and look at the microfiche and the microfilm and all that type of thing and I would browse the music collection the State Library Queensland has a brilliant sheet music collection so I would go through piles and piles and piles of sheet music while she was um yeah using the micrographics machine so that's sort of my first memories wow that's really cool yeah nice okay so when did you decide to work in a library setting? And if not, what was your first career path? Because many librarians and staff choose the profession as a second career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I was a musician and a music teacher. So uh, I, I think I was about 28 or 29 and I'd been working as a some form of music teacher um, for about 10 years and... I just remember going, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I really have no real idea why I wanted to become a librarian. But I remember telling, you know, 
um, my friends and my family. I think I'm going to become a librarian. And they all looked at me and thought, what? <laughs> Aren't you too loud for a librarian? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I was, a, I was a music teacher, which is really interesting because I used to spend most of the day jumping up and down, singing, clapping, making noise. And Which you still do. Like <laughs> you still do that. Come on. Yeah, I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> at work. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah, at work, honestly. At work. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the outreach librarian because they sent me out of the library. Yeah, they don't want you in the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm a second, well, it's probably even a third. Well, yeah, I'm a second career person. I went to... Um, a secretarial college when I finished school and I learned to type and use Lotus 123 wow. and figure out how old I am uh, and DBase and WordPerfect and that, yeah, so I learned to type 100 words a minute at 99% accuracy and wow. uh, manage an office and so I spent, yeah, yeah, years sort of doing that and that morphed into project management and then I... Start, I started a, a like a, a TAFE, which is our like a technical college. So it's not a university; it's a different qualification. I went and studied community services, and then started a degree in health science. And when I one of the first assignments um, for the health science subjects uh, was navigating through the library databases, and I thought it was just sort of I, yeah, I had that not a moment, but I thought, oh, I really like the way I was sort of more fascinated with the way that the database was organized and how everything was connected and joined together rather than the actual topic. So then I thought, oh, I wonder, maybe I should switch to the library um, degree that the same university offered. So I sent them an email and said, would you have me? And they said, yes. And so I switched over. Um, but the more I, the more, the more, the further I get into my um, library career, the more I realized that all the work that I've done, you know, since I left school, you know, it's all on this in the same sphere. Hmm. You know that yeah. sort of you know curation and and collection and and that that all the management thing. There, but all the skills are are very similar. So it's just that I, you know, I studied for a while and it kind of let me really hone them and and focus, um, focus sometimes what I already knew and obviously things that I knew absolutely nothing about. That's great. You got here. Mm. So, who's your favorite fictional librarian? Evelyn O'Connor from The Mummy. <laughs> I am a librarian. <laughs> because she wasn't afraid to get outside the library. Yes. Good point. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine's probably, I really like the librarian from the Discworld series, mainly because it's a, an orangutan <laughs> who just yeah. says, ook. Yeah, I like him or her. <laughs> Uh, but I also like Tammy too from Parks and Recreation because she's really obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, but I was it. glad to hear in previous episodes that someone finally said Batgirl or Barbara Gordon. Yes. That made me happy too. Yeah. So what would you be doing if you were not working in a library? Well, I'm not working in a library, <laughs> so I'm doing what I'm doing. No <laughs> trick answers. Exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, yes. interesting. Um, Playing a saxophone. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Actually, um, like I always wonder 
because I was sort of a musician before the internet really um, took off in a huge way as a huge resource to connect and research and things like that. So we used to have to, um, you know, Australia was a bit behind the rest of the world. So when I was studying uh, music and the saxophone, we would have to order CDs of particular pieces of music from overseas and um, it would cost like $70 a CD and you'd have to order it in and it would have to be posted to the music store. Like, you know, so it was a lot harder work. And I always wonder if I had uh, the same sort of connections that you could have now back then where you could sort of control your career and be much more entrepreneurial um, in the way that you do it. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day going, "Mm, I wonder, Hmm. wonder where I would be now if, if, uh, if I had all the connection to the digital world when I was a musician. Mm. So what is your... Awkward silence. Sorry, awkward awkward silence. silence. How can they go? It's a little, that's a good pause. No, it's a thoughtful pause. Like, oh, okay. Oh. It's nice. Yeah, that's a good answer. I don't pensive, think very pensive. A thoughtful pause in our test. A thoughtful pause. No, no thoughtful pauses, no. no. We also call it a quick recovery from Bob. See, that's great, so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so what is your favorite section of the library? You know, um, we were talking, Sally was talking about newspapers before, and I absolutely love seeing in a public library, like a communal newspaper table, where usually a bunch of older blokes, gentlemen, do you say blokes? Blokes. (laughs) Men. Blokes. sit around the table reading the newspaper, um, (laughs) you know, and so they're each reading their own newspaper, but... Um, they're having a chit chat as they go like that's their social circle mm. and it's the mm. giant newspaper table and I absolutely love seeing that yeah uh, I think anywhere with a comfortable chair in a library and maybe a powerpoint nearby is probably <laughs> my favorite place <laughs> in a library <laughs> powerpoint's important and um, also the workroom's pretty fun you know yeah. Can be. Oh, really? Yeah. I would never say the workroom. Well, like if it's a it's busy day. That's where the work and, happens. I know, but if it's a busy day and there's lots of books coming, you know, there's lots of items coming back, and you're all in a bit of a groove, and you, you know, you're all working together, and that's good. I like that. It's good. Yeah. Workaholic. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. If you had infinite space and budget, what would you add to the library? Oh, I know this one. I know this one. For me, I've always wanted a library building that has like an amazing white, giant white wall on the outside that you can turn into an outdoor like movie theater thing. So when the library's closed, you can, you know, pull out the bean bags and stuff. So the library hosts free movie nights. That's really good. You know who does that? Chris, Chris Bridgehampton Library does that here. They have that huge screen. On the grass, yeah. The library, it's it's awesome. They have movie night on the grass. Oh. I was gonna. Yeah, I was, that's what I want. I was gonna say we do that at Sachem, but I didn't want to get beat up by Bob. I was trying to do a non, you know. Oh, Rich Hampton really cool. Library. Rich Hampton Library is like you know equal in the middle. Sachem and Emma Clark, you can't publicize those. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, Rich Hampton's great, great library. Yeah, we love that place. It is. So I just like somewhere something. that has a combination of like the indoor and outdoor. I just think big, I think the, the, 
if I had infinite space, it would just be that combination of of that quiet space, private space, collaborative, but sort of, you know, like big doors and opening out into a garden where people are free to take books out. And I just want to see, you know, people just lo- I just love what, you know, um, although it's a bit ooh, and please keep your shoes on. We know when people are so comfortable <laughs> in the library that their, sh- that their shoes are off and their feet are up and, you know, they sort of treat it like their own lounge room. And as much as the whole feet thing is a bit yuck, um, I still, I really like that. I just like, uh, yeah, if I it had infinite space and budget, I'd have infinite numbers of bean bags and comfortable places for people to sit and just, yeah. you know, make it, make it a, a communal sort of living space for a, for a community. Yeah, I like how you mix the two inside and out. You know, that's pretty. That's yeah, I think the inside and out's really important because yeah. we don't all sit and read inside or do stuff inside. Or one on the inside. To, yeah, walk through a park in the summertime and people are sitting out with computers and yeah, all the rest. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, there's a a great library in Brisbane in Queensland, uh, Wynnum Library, uh, mm. spelled W Y N N U M. Of Wynnum? course. Not- not W-I-N-E-M. No. <laughs> no. Um, but it's it got a refurb a couple well, it's a brand new building actually. Um, and it's got this amazing giant deck veranda. Um, but it's huge. So it really does that have that um it's on the first floor. Uh so it's got that outdoor, indoor, outdoor feeling where any time of the day you can go outside and read but it also means that you can have library events outside on the deck so you could have story time out there or you could do a cocktail party or an author encounter but yeah it's outdoors and I think that that's particularly important in Australia and Queensland uh, we're very outdoorsy cultures so it's a nice um, thing that we can offer. Mm. That's great. So what would you say you folks love about your library? Well, I think that's interesting because both Sally and I don't work in like one library branch. So um, I'm an outreach librarian. uh, So I oversee all the whole city and we have like 12 different branches and a mobile library bus and a pop-up library. Um, So that's a bit of a tricky question for us. Mm. I, I just like the diversity of not working in one particular library where you get to mm. pop in and see all the different different parts of the city. You know, each library has its own uh, community. Each library has its own vibe. Each library has its own sort of staff, family situation. So it's really nice to be able to pop in and out. Mm. Yeah, I, I will, yeah, like Amy, I, like Amy said, well, I don't have a library either, but I enjoy what I really love about the different libraries that I visit is that they're all different and I think... I really enjoy hearing about what each service is doing specifically for their community and the creativity and the innovation that comes out and hearing that, you know, their libraries are very focused and very aware of of the needs of their community and often actively trying to support, you know, literacy or or specific groups and, you know, really kind of um, and often doing as much as they can with very little um you know with few resources or or not a whole lot of money so i I guess i just like the the innovation and the ingenuity that comes with visiting different libraries okay this is one of my favorite questions what is the weirdest not necessarily worst 
but the one of the weirdest things that's ever happened in your library. And remember, we have a rating on iTunes, non-explicit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think um, in Australia we tend to get a, lot, a fair bit of wildlife in our library. Yeah, yeah. So snakes, um, <laughs> birds, awesome. bats, mm-hmm. <laughs> possums. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so um, it's it's not unusual to um, oh, I have I have heard stories about um, like sitting at a desk and feeling a snake like slide over your feet. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't happen a lot. I know Australia has a you know reputation of snakes and dying because of all the wildlife. But, and spiders um, <laughs> too, right? Killer yeah. spiders. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that didn't happen to me, thank God, because I would just like freak out. That I would not be happy. But um, <laughs> we definitely have had big birds, ibis birds, and our uh, bats. So. Yeah, I think if you've got a library that the the doors don't close very open, we can't really have that scenario. I guess the same with you guys with snow and things like that. You, I don't know, just like snow blow inside the library when it's windy and snowing. <laughs> so we can't really leave doors open because you don't really know what what's going to wander in you know around to you where I live you might get a, a blue tongue lizard or snakes or yeah ibis birds or we've had possums in a library um that I work in that we've found you know they found one morning just sitting in the corner of one of the cubicles nibbling away at something <laughs> so, <laughs> and not possums room. like American your possums are yeah. big yeah ours are small and kind of cute mm. but they still make a lot Feisty. of mess yeah yeah, if I see they poo everywhere, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so who is your favorite regular patron? That might be a tough question for you guys, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. I don't know. I th- I feel like I had an answer for this, but I've forgotten. Do we extend it to <laughs> Do we extend it to coworkers, Chris? Sure, we can make this anything we want. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will tell you. Okay, um, we did at a previous uh, job where I worked at the State Library of Queensland. We had this lovely uh, regular who would come and use the business studio, and he was doing app development. Um, and he just was a really nice guy, and the staff knew that he was really friendly. And in another part of the library, um, there was we got a lot of tourists because it's in the centre of Brisbane. Um, it's in you know, free Wi-Fi, so lots of backpackers and tourists come to use the space. And one of them had deleted all of uh, their travel photos accidentally off their device. Oh. Uh, so he was really, yeah, oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the staff put him over to our regular and said, oh, we know you're really techy. You know, is there anything that you can do? And they sat down together for like an hour and uh, they actually stayed a bit after closing hours, so we didn't kick them out. Um, and he managed to help this tourist get all his travel photos back. Wow. So, That's yeah. Really cool. I don't know how they did that. Like, it was a bit techie magic. Um, but... <laughs> um but yeah it was just i guess what i loved about it is the staff knew that he was just a a really friendly guy and Mm. they felt comfortable enough because of that rapport and that 
regular relationship that they um, that they could actually ask, hey, we know you're awesome at this and we have someone who could use your help. You know, libraries are community space and we're all about collaboration and sharing. So they were brave enough to ask and, yeah, everyone was happy. That's so cool. That is a cool one. Yeah, I think um, like a favorite patron for me would be if we had like a generic uh, patron would just be someone that's coming into the library for the first time and you get the opportunity to show them something within awesome. the collection or something, you know, a resource. A friend of mine um, is a mad, she loves audiobooks and she was, buy, you know, she was using um can we do product placement? Um, she was using Audible <laughs> and she was buying her audiobooks. And I said, you know, uh, like only maybe probably six weeks ago, I said, you know, if you've got a library card, you've got access to all that sort of stuff. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a message from her saying, I finally joined the library and there's so many audiobooks for me to borrow. <laughs> and I'm like, nah. And so, they're free. And they're free. So I think that's probably my my favourite kind of patron is someone that's just just discovering, yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter what age they are. I think even if they, it's even more satisfying if it's someone who's really never maybe got to their 40s or their 30s and they've never spent any time in a library before and then it suddenly opens up to them and they realize that there's all this all this stuff and all these resources for them to use and it doesn't cost anything because I hear quite frequently people saying you know you hear people ask oh so so what does it cost to borrow a book yeah yeah you know I was in a Facebook group the other day and someone said oh I hired these from the library like what no you didn't you borrowed them like there's a difference in the two words yeah. it doesn't yeah. cost anything but it's it always um surprises me when i hear people talk about that because I, I, you know clearly we need to talk more and tell people more that it's it's free what we provide yeah. is free yeah absolutely i've heard that too and yeah isn't it interesting that in in what world are they growing up in where the library well, I guess they just never went to the library. I guess yeah, oh, that would be my assumption is that they yeah. didn't use it as a child. Or as and, a and um, you know, disclaimer, I do know that different libraries pay for different services. You know, some libraries, yeah. everything is free. Some libraries, uh, people pay a small amount to access the internet or uh, mm. place holds or things like that. So it's all, mm. it's all on a spectrum, mm. but pretty, pretty free, free-ish. Yeah last place in a community that you can go spend some time. I don't know who said this. I can't remember, you know, it, you can go and spend time in a library. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. No expectation. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Okay. Our final question. What are people without library cards missing out on? God, didn't they just hear us answer the last question? That's what they're thinking. Question 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think well, they're missing out on like a whole life. Like it's a whole entertainment package, mm. you know? So it's it's like movies, it's books, it's research, it's watching documentaries. It's literally free entertainment for the entire family. You can spend your whole week just with the library. It doesn't cost you anything. You'll get smarter <laughs> when you do it. Yeah. And then all the courses and the classes and, and, you know, like Chris's, the makerspace that Chris's put, you know, yeah. that Chris's library has. And there's all, there's so much. They're just missing out on a lot. Yeah. So we need yeah. to tell people about it more. <laughs> and something that, that, you know, I've found a lot is a lot of people don't realise uh, 
the amazing events and programming that libraries also offer these days, whether it's for kids or author encounters or tech courses or whatever. Like, mm. yeah, libraries just aren't about coming in to borrow that book. It's it's an entertainment precinct, really, of all sorts of things. So um, with your, I guess, what what does the library card mean? The library card really represents a portal to the library world it's not just a card that you trade for books it's it's your access to a whole portal of library-ish stuff mm. that's a good point yeah that's a great point so it looks like we've survived <laughs> yeah. Still alive. it was a bumpy start yeah <laughs> it was fantastic that was the best part <laughs> what do you mean, Bob? Come I on. Thought start. I thought the start was all right. <laughs> so this was this was something. This was fun, yeah. right? Are we going to do it again? Let's hope. I hope not. Yeah. Well, hope not. not. Bob, Bob, <laughs> they brought it up not. first. What happened there? You hope not. Uh, is that an American thing? <laughs> I guess I don't know. If it is, I don't know about it. So I don't either. Okay. But maybe it's just a, a, Chris a thing. Chris thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I'm getting beat up. No matter where they're from, they all beat up on me. I love it. Oh. I'm going to send Sally some money now. Uh, I've got a tiny what, you mean? violin. I'm playing it. Oh yeah. Well, well, and the smallest the, piece of cheese. But the only thing that gets us out of it is Ellen Druda. Ellen, eleven bucks. Yeah. Eleven bucks. Ellen Druda. There's another $11 right there. Mm -hmm. um, so they brought it up, Bob. They said they want to do this again. I'm ready. Let's just this see what great. Twitter has to say tomorrow. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. when we release Let's the podcast. Let yeah. Let's put it should we do people. it again or should we stay as far away from each other as possible? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask that question. <laughs> well, now it'll but be on. also... If there's anybody out there who wants to fund a, um, you know, uh, a reunion, well, not a reunion, but an in-person thing yeah. Yeah. for us all, Let us know. we could appear at a conference, Ooh. you know, Ooh. live, live Ooh. at a conference, mm -hmm. ALA to talk about or ALIA. sponsored opportunities for that. Yeah. Is there a com library conference in Hawaii? That could be nice. Oh. We could start one. Yes. <laughs> we could. It would just be the four of us sitting in a bar, probably. Turbot and Duck present Hawaii. <gasps> Ooh. Okay, Sally. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Make that. laughs> See, Ed, you think that we're not actually thinking about that, yeah. but right now, Sally and I are going, oh, yeah, okay, let's work on that. Let's ask uh, <laughs> Lord Rob Thompson to be the, the booking agent. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, we can go. Because that's tour, only uh, like not eight, eight hours away for us. What eight. Hawaii? Like yeah. Only eight, really? What is it for us, Chris? It's like so. oh, it's like eighteen, like right? Three and a half. What to fly to Hawaii? For us, how long is it? It's not that far. It's like eighteen you hours. You gotta go across your own country you gotta go before across, you get there. Yeah. You gotta get yeah, seven hours. Not... You gotta get seven hours to get to L.A. and then you gotta fly across the that big vast oh, yeah, emptiness sure. of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so we need to sort of like Google Map it so we can figure out what the direct middle is between yeah. Long Island. <laughs> and New South Wales. Oh, that's, I have to put all my brain energy into <laughs> my mouth. The grand the tour. Just right say that. We need to figure out, you know, what is the the exact middle between, yeah. you know, triangulate New South it, Wales, Queensland. It's probably the big giant garbage 
patch in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe like, the plastic yeah. is. Or? Yeah. Guantanamo yeah. Bay. No. Or it's like <laughs> bottom of South America. The yeah. Oh, because you're thinking like, oh, I see. Well, the what you, the right, yeah, I yeah see. instead we go oh, south, they go the east. It's down. Yeah. yeah. Go to Chile or something like that. Yeah, it'd be across for us, but down for you. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, I'm going to spend the whole weekend trying to figure that out now. Sorry, family. It's good because you've got the head start on it. (laughs) We haven't started the weekend yet. That's right. Yeah, well, I've already sat. Well, we've been recording. Someone's been cooking breakfast, so there's all this, like, breakfasty smell has been wafting in here for the last Is there bacon smell, Sally? Yeah, it's bacon smell. Bacon smell the best. Yeah. Wow. Because mm. uh, I would like to know more from you guys at at, a, at another episode about the way you're. Because right at the start, Chris or Bob, one of you mentioned like Suffolk County Library Cooperative and sort yep. of how is that all of your libraries are in a. I don't want to start a whole other thread of conversation, but I'm interested in that how that kind of works, what that looks like, because it's obviously quite different to the way that our public libraries are set up in Australia. Well, yeah, it, it um, every library is its own independent. Um, like taxing authority almost because they derive their um, their revenue from property taxes, right? So uh, they're their own individual like little kingdom, but we all pay money into um, the services that the Suffolk Cooperative Library System offers us. Interlibrary loan, they coordinate that. They coordinate tons of training. Uh, they make their facilities available for meetings. Um, they do a lot to unify libraries. They're very good at advocating up to Albany and to Washington uh, on our behalf. Uh, so they're kind of like the central point that everyone works out of. And everybody has a different degree of contact with them. Most are full in, but there are other libraries that are, uh, they, they, they still participate, but they don't participate as fully. Um, but we rely on them heavily for our interlibrary loan. So when we get a request for an interlibrary loan, we put it in, what we call the bag. It's really a whole bunch of boxes. And every day, uh, SCLS comes with a van, picks up and drops off. And then it goes to the sorting facility, gets sorted to where its destination is supposed to go. And off it goes. And most of the libraries um, have participate in the same ILS. So it's all um, coordinated through SCLS. SCLS is kind of like the gatekeeper for our ILS. Uh, there are some libraries that are standalone. They're not part of the system, and there's one or two that don't even have the same uh, software as uh, the rest of the county. Uh, but they do participate uh, with interlibrary loan because they'll have one machine or a couple of machines in the building that are connected to the system, so they can still process their interlibrary loans. Uh, and am I missing anything, Bob? What's up? No, I-, I think you did good. It's a strength and numbers thing, you know. Um, I actually worked there for about six years or so, and it's such a fantastic place. They offer us so much stuff, uh, coordinated orders on databases and things like that that Chris was talking about. They offer us a meeting space that, that really no library on the island has um, where we can get a lot of people together. So we do a lot of our annual meetings there, uh, Chris and I, with the TIFF group and whatnot um, and the CATS group. We can have – how many people is it, does that big meeting room fit? Holds like a lot. I would say 150. Yeah. yeah. And they have the training room too. Mm-hmm. So – Really, it's a, it's a, and it's pretty centrally located. So if you, even if you're really far out east or as far west as we go, like Cold Spring Harbor and whatnot in Suffolk County, um, you can kind of get there. So it's a great meeting place um, for for most of the libraries and their staff. And they hold a lot of stuff. Like they hold the active shooter trainings. They hold, 
you know, a lot of the um, accredited CPR, courses. CPR, Narcan, all that stuff. Yeah. So that's just for the county that you're in. So is that then replicated in all the other counties on the island? Um, well, there's Nassau County, so they have NLS, which is Nassau Library System. Yes. Oh. I mean, they kind of do the same thing. They're a little bit different. Um, I think SCLS is, is quite organized in the way they do things. Yes. Um, NLS is as well, but SCLS has been in the game for a long time. So. Um, yeah, and if you go um, north upstate to um, the Adirondacks or to any other region of upstate New York, it's more yeah. regional than it is by county. Like you have uh, Upper Hudson, you have uh, North Country, which encompasses... I think four or five counties, and I think their um, service area is the same size as the whole state of Connecticut. Uh, you have um, Pioneer, uh, the Pioneer Library System. You have uh, Southern Tier. So they, there's a whole bunch of different library systems um, in New York State. And mm -hmm. the one thing that, that's consistent is that none of them are uh, like the same, if that makes any sense. Everyone mm -hmm. does something different. They're all independent of each other. But the one thing that we all have in common is that, you know, we advocate for libraries in New York State. And we have yeah. this organization called NILA, New York Library Association. Mm -hmm. And they kind of organize us all and get us all together. Mm -hmm. We have a conference every year in the fall. That's that's November for us, for you. If the summer. conference is looking for keynote speakers, we're available to be flown. Yeah. Uh, That's fine. We just spoke at the yeah. last one, right, Chris? Up in Saratoga, wasn't it? Yeah, we did a we did a presentation on podcasting. So, oh, cool. oh um, awesome! So basically, your the way your that is completely different to the way that it's it um, public libraries run in Australia. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, and we didn't even talk about New York City. New York City has an oh, endowment, yeah. and yeah. they also get money from the city council, uh, which who's a the tax collector on their behalf. But they have a huge endowment, and they. Uh, that's why New York Public is able to do those amazing things in Brooklyn Public. And, you know, they all. Yeah. And, you know, they're a massive library system. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, every everybody's a little different in the state. But one thing that we all do is agree on what is important, which is advocating because the governor likes to cut state aid to us. And there are a lot of libraries and rural places in New York State, which a lot of people don't realize. Most of New York State is extremely rural. Uh and they can't, because of the way property taxes are structured in the rural areas, especially the agrarian areas where there's you know, tons of farming, they don't derive any benefit or any tax revenue from property taxes. So they rely only on New York State uh, aid. So they, we advocate for them as much as we do for us. Yeah. So you know, a lot of people don't know about how New York State is mostly a very rural state. You know, they have the lending library too, Chris. Yes, the lending West. library in Suffolk, Suffolk County is amazing. Um, Roger Reyes and um, Aurora Mac, Ma Maravelli. 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 I almost said Machiavelli. I'm sorry. Close. Um, they have technology that's available to loan, so you yeah. can reserve it the same way a patron would reserve a book. Let's say you wanted to use the HTC Vive virtual reality, you mm -hmm. would log onto the website and um, reserve it, and you pick a. You would pick when it's available. And you would uh, reserve it. And when it comes time for you to have it, they deliver it to your doorstep. They give you training. You have it for a period of time. And then they come and pick it up again. And it's not just technology. They have uh, stages. They have a parade trailer. Yep. They have... Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So cool. A parade float. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It was Patrick wow. Medford, right, Bob? Patrick Medford yeah. actually needed it for a parade. And they yeah, decorated they it. And, yeah. 
and they have all oh, kinds of stuff. They just had, they just got Google Expeditions. Uh, yep. God, there's a whole laundry list of what they have. And it's so crazy. This, oh, one of your this was one of your episodes, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Cool. We had Kevin on and the whole team on. We there. had the whole team yeah. on. We had the, the youth services people. We had the outreach yeah, right. people. It was, it, it was a long episode, but it was a great episode because a lot of people learned a lot from it. Yeah. So that was ah. episode 18? It, no, it, wrong one. She's looking it up. I just thought I was being really clever then. And she's I'm just talking us. She's talking us. <laughs> now, look, I, I have some news for you all. I found a website called travel, travelmath.com. And oh! Halfway between Sydney and New York is a place called Banana. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That it did some sort of cow die in it and it was buried somewhere. I remember that yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's banana in Kiribati, which is really in the middle of the North Pacific Ocean. Oh, in, boy. Okay. Yeah, that is actually halfway. Is it, nor is it warm at least? Do they have commercial flights to the, there? Uh, I don't know. Will they fly uh, out of MacArthur? But I think Kiribati is one of those uh, as a country that's uh, gradually um, – not sinking, but it's, you know, because of um, oh. climate change and, and the sea, sea temperature, like sea levels are rising in there. Yeah, oh, so. So it's going to be a drop-off only trip then. Is that what you're saying? It could be. <laughs> just a touchdown. Yeah. Just a touchdown. Um, troop Scenario maybe. So maybe not, not banana. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It does also offer to calculate the driving distance, but it says uh, complicated. <laughs> you <Yeah>. might even <laughs> Four-wheel drive is needed. Yeah. Uh, complicated. Com complicated, you might even have to swim. May we suggest you fly instead? Oh, thanks. Wow. Ah, yeah. oh, this isn't the internet great. That's yeah, just a recommendation, that's... though. You don't have to fly. You could swim. Yeah. We, you could. Wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Chris, book, book the trip. Maybe Chris could use one of his floating holidays and float. There you go. <laughs> Flying holiday. <laughs> Wow. Boom, boom. <laughs> wow, that was... Uh, we can all use okay. Chris's personal time and fly and floating holidays. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's a hanging curveball that you just hit out of the park, but they don't know what that means. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a, a baseball, baseball thing. thing. Okay. Wow. I don't wow. know what a hanging curveball Wow, they turned on is. me, Bob. Holy crap. <laughs> hey, you know something? It's the, it's the library so pro what? now. <laughs> a hanging curveball, does it like stay in the air for a long time? If it's hanging, that means it stayed up too long and it's starting to drop right where the batter can hit it as opposed to dropping before the plate. And it looks like when you're going to swing at it, it looks like it's coming at you. When you swing, it's hitting the dirt. That's why they call it a curveball. Uh, I'm not much into the sport balls. <laughs> That's, um, the generic term I use for any sport, sport ball. Um, <laughs> even if it doesn't have a ball, it's still yeah, sport ball. Yeah, even if it doesn't have a yeah. ball, it's still sport ball. Yeah. But my knowledge of base, uh, baseball does come from uh, that movie, A League of Their Own. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So is Frisbee a sport ball? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even sure it's a real sport. Well, yeah, a that would be that's not a sport. That's well, not I, then I'm not going to ask you to explain footy because I don't understand which it. At one? All. Which one? Yeah, which one? Australian, yeah. Australian football. Rugby Australian, league, rugby Australian Indian football. Soccer. I don't know the one with the two long sticks and the two short sticks that they that's kick the ball. Oh, AFL. Football. Sorry, AFL. AFL. 
<laughs> it depends on where you come from as to what is footy for you. It's a regional yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. See, I was trying to act yeah. smart there, and once again, yeah. Yeah, well, you know about the the air, they call that aerial ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> now you upset the Okay. <laughs> Chris, you upset That's the locals. Cool. Everything's football. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand. I'll, I'll never. Yeah. yeah. Football <laughs> works for me. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're ever in Australia and you're worried about what whether you're going to call it the wrong thing, just call it footy. Okay. Yeah. And because it's. That's if no matter where you are, you know, they're talking about a particular sport, but just call it footy and you'll be That's fine. Right. And people will think you know what you're talking about. And then excuse yourself before you make a fool out of yourself, right? You just, yeah, yeah. Ah, it's yeah. good footy. All right, I gotta go. Just yeah. shake your head a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, sure. Ooh, that last game, whew, that was a <laughs> doozy. Yeah, good, <laughs> it's good sport ball. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, well, we're going to wrap this up. We've got to wrap this up because we went way long. I'm not even going to look at how no, long that was. No, you don't want to look. It's okay. But if they loved us, they will stay to the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> or they could just listen in chunks. In chunks. 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 Yeah. Chunks. All right. So <laughs> now that we haven't caused an international incident and you guys are still talking to us, uh-huh. um, I think this was great. So plug time. It's time for plugs. Turbot and Duck, okay. go. Turbotandduck.com. We are on Twitter at Turbot and Duck. We are on Instagram at Turbot and Duck. We are on Facebook at Turbot and Duck. <laughs> like Turbot and Duck. Luckily enough, we have such a strange uh, combination, like such a strange <laughs> podcast name that pretty much every single platform it was available. Which I'm was sensing really a theme here as a theme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're on, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and you can also stream live, uh, stream from our website. Just um, search for Turbot and Duck in whatever podcast app you use, and we will pop up. Cool. That is cool. Library Pros, librarypros.com, Twitter at the Library Pros, Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Library Pros. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean, uh, you name it, it's probably there. Um, Sportball. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And as we always say at the end of every podcast, the opinions stated by the library pros and their guests are solely those of Chris and Bob and not those of the Sage and Public Library, the MS Clark Memorial Library, the United States, Australia, <laughs> Sally or Amy, or any other place. So, True. we're going to end, <laughs> we're ending with this. Turbot and Duck, purveyors of cultural expertise and library sass since 1885. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You've been listening to the Library Pros Podcast. The Library Pros are brought to you by Pippet Productions and by the Library Pros themselves, Krista Cristofaro and Bob Johnson. Special thanks to Sachem Public Library for providing space for this podcast. Until the next turn of the page, I'm your announcer, Carlton Welch. <laughs>